use my life as standard because my relationship with God is, everybody's relationship with God is very different, okay? So some things that I might not be able to bring myself into doing, you can do it and it's fine. And I, I can prove that to you in the scriptures. You will discover that when um, God told Lot not to look back with his family, do you realize in the same place God told Abraham, look, the same place that if Lot had looked back, it would turn into a pillar of salt, but the same vein he told Abraham, look. So um, was it a sin to look back? It was a sin to Lot. Was it a sin to Abraham? It's not a sin. So don't use people's life as standards. Is that clear? We shouldn't use people's life. What you should use as standard is the scriptures and the instruction you've been given. Which is why we try to encourage people to have personal relationships with God. And then you say, this is how Pastor Collins is doing it. You want to do it like that. You've entered one chance. Hallelujah. Have your relationship with God. The challenge is that most of us do not want to develop relationship with God. We just want to do what our pastor says. And then I've had the privilege of talking to a lot of people who said, my pastor says, I said, can you just tell me what the scripture says? Don't keep saying, my pastor said, my pastor said. Everything you know seems to be your pastor told you. You don't have any experience of your own. Hallelujah. I have tried to build my life, my spiritual life, my spiritual work with God based on my relationship with God. Do I have people that I respect and listen to very well? It does not change the fact that I must go back to the scripture to check what the scripture says. Do we have all the understanding of the scripture? No, we learn every day. There are things that I used to believe very strongly over the last years. Just in recent times, I say, ah, the Bible did not really say the way you said it. Which is why holding the microphone to speak for me is a very difficult thing. You think it's very easy for us to grab the mic and begin to speak. Pastor Steve knows, both of us, we, so we struggle sometimes. If, if there's a chance for us not to climb up here, we will not climb up here. We just want to sit down there and listen. I remember one time well, during my school days, uh, because I was a senior, you know, uh, one of the leaders of the fellowship, and they asked a question, and I picked the mic, or they gave me the mic to answer. I answered that question. And because, you know, everybody looks at you and respects you few years down the line, I realized that what I answered was completely wrong. How can I put those people together and make that correction? It was not possible. So, since then, anything that has to do with carrying microphone and coming to talk in front of, I'm very afraid of it, trust me. You can make mistakes. So, I'm not speaking like someone who has all the authority. I'm speaking like someone who learns every day. Today, we have been learning how not to make wishes when we pray. How not to do wishful thinking, but how to actually pray. And I keep asking why the senior pastor decided to come up with this subject, this point in time. Nigeria, in itself, is probably the most prayerful nation in the world. Do you agree with me? Somebody was in my office today. He said, I'm going to, I, I have a meeting, a very important meeting, and it's going to take me off till over the weekend. But I have Holy Ghost service on Friday. I have to go back to Abuja. So if this meeting 
does not end before Friday, I have to go back to Abuja so that I can be in the Holy Ghost service. Hallelujah. We are very zealous when it comes to prayer. The largest online prayer meeting in the world happened in Nigeria. Do you agree with me? When um, Natalia Bassi organized this Hallelujah Challenge, that was the largest at that time. Nothing like that had ever happened in the world. Nothing like that. And now we have our NS something something NSDP something something, right? Every morning, people all over the world, especially Nigerians, gather to pray in the morning. Every day. And they have different, every, so many people have their own. You know, there's one pastor, Sam, I think. Oye, thank you, Sam Oye. He has his own. My wife follows that one very well. Everybody is praying. And it's such a wonderful thing when everybody prays. There's something I've been trying to teach my wife. That as important as prayer is, even much more important is studying God's word. If it's possible to study God's word for five hours and pray for 30 minutes, it's even better. And do you know why? Because you'll be praying aright. But you see how we pray in Nigeria. We pray so much and just very little knowledge of God's word. I would rather spend two hours. It's been difficult for me, but I try to spend at least one hour every day studying God's word. If you want to pray, just pray in accordance with his will. That is one way we would know God's word, right? God's will through his word. But we spent these few days trying to understand what um, prayer is. Pastor Steve titled his message, Not My Will, But Your Will. And he explained to us that Jesus, the Son of God, the man that the scripture described as the Word, became flesh. Came. When it was time for prayer, he said he had his own wish. But he quickly knew that it was not about what he wants. It was about what God's word says. What God's will is. He took us to, I believe it's Luke chapter 9, where the Bible taught us the Lord's Prayer. I'm not sure. He said, firstly, that we must understand that when we pray, that the Bible, Jesus wasn't teaching that we should recite it, but that we should learn the pattern of calling him father. And he explained to us during his message that our father relationship was key in prayer. The scripture says that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I think uh, NIV says is powerful and effective. What we are forgetting is the fact that he said it is the prayer of a righteous man. It is a righteous man. It is not just the man that prays, but the man who is making the prayer has to be righteous in order for his prayer to be effective, powerful and effective. So effective that the prince of kingdom of patience, the devil could send him to withhold the prayer of Daniel. But did he stop it? 
He didn't stop. He just delayed it. And do you know, because Jesus had died and the blood had been shed, no one can stop your prayers. Hallelujah. So people will ask, all this series we have been taking, knowing the will of God, how do we know the will of God? We will say through his word. Is there everything that we can see explicitly written in the scriptures? You say, Sam wants to get married now. He said, how do I find my wife's name in the Bible? Sam, <laughs> can you find it in the Bible? <laughs> it's possible her name might be Rebecca. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see that, how do we know this? How do we know this? How do we make sure that we are praying in accordance with his will? And I've decided to title the, this message or this facilitation, Praying in the Spirit. You say that I just complicated the matters now. <laughs> I'm talking about things being spiritual. I just make things very easy for us. Now you're saying we should pray in the spirit. We are all human beings. Now tell us how to pray as a human being, not to pray as a spirit. We can pray as a human being, but we can pray it in the spirit. I would like us to read Romans chapter 8 and verse 25. Romans chapter 8, verse 25 to 28. Amplified classic. It says, but if we hope for what is still unseen by us, we wait for it with patience and composure. So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. We are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for, a, for good to and those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Hallelujah. I'd like us to just share with me, uh, I'd like us to just have this conversation. What do you think we mean when we say we pray in the Holy Spirit? What does it mean to pray in the Holy Spirit? Who can, <laughs> you can help out with the mic, please. Do we have an extra mic? Yes. Please put your hands together for her before she speaks. I think to my own understanding is speaking in tongues. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for her now. 
to her own understanding, uh, praying in the spirit means speaking in tongues. Who else wants to help us? Anybody? I'd like us to read Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. That is, he says, praying in the spirit always with all prayer and supplication. So if you are in the category of people that think that what our sister answered, uh, praying in the spirit means speaking in tongues. Can I see our hands up? Everybody, if you think that praying in the spirit means speaking in tongues. We have just one person. Okay. So the other half that does not think it is speaking in tongues, what do you mean by praying in the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Are you laughing? Who wants to help us? What? Since you don't agree with her that praying in the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues, what do you think praying in the Holy Spirit is? Let's not be afraid to answer now. Just you don't agree it is speaking in tongues. So what is it? Okay, let's have him. Please, can we put our hands together for him, please? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. What I, what I understand um, when, when, when you say praying in the Holy Spirit is praying in the right way. That's what I understand. You know, there are some people who pray. You will see somebody pray for years upon years. Father, I need a child. I need the fruit of the womb. I need a child. You think God is not answering why is God not answering you? It's because you're not pray, praying in the right way. If you pray in the right way, he will show sure answer you. You understand? Yes. And again, you know, there, there is something I understand in praying. And I really appreciate God that he did that for me. When I pray, I always challenge God with his word. If, if I don't have anything to eat or I need something, I'll tell God, Father, should you said in your word, look at it here, yeah. You said that when we ask, it will be given unto us. When we seek, we will find. When we knock at the door, it will open. Father, I am knocking at your door. Now open for me. Challenge him with his word. He's going to show answer your prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. Can we put our hands together for him? Does any other person want to help us? Okay, Sam. Praise God. Um, I think praying in the spirit, according to uh, Ephesians, I think, there's this uh, place in Ephesians. I don't know if the multimedia can help me before it. Where Paul said, I will pray in my understanding and I will pray in the spirit. I will sing in my understanding and I will sing in the spirit. Now, when you pray in the spirit, I think speak, speaking in tongues is a perfect example of bringing the spirit because it's not in your understanding you don't know what you are saying all right when you are speaking in tongues 
you might be praying for somebody you might be praying for yourself you might be praying concerning a situation you might be praying for the church you might be praying for anything but it's not in your own understanding you just know you are talking by the leading of the holy spirit you are speaking words but so uh, when you're praying in your understanding when you understand what you are saying that's no longer praying in the spirit that is praying from your mind <laughs> okay praise the lord can we put our hands together for sammy let's hear our lawyer speak praise the lord hallelujah i just want to um add to add to what has been said so i want to use this illustration so you're a student and you have an exams like let's say in two weeks time but then you're going about playing not reading not doing anything just believing okay since i'm praying I'll definitely pass my exams. That you've not attended lectures, you've not read, you've not put in any effort. So now, there's something um, one of my lecturers used to say. She used to say, the Holy Spirit, if you don't read, the Holy Spirit will not have what to tell you, what to use in telling you um, your exams, or to, how to answer the question. So now, it's still praying the spirit still boils down to knowing the word of God because if you do not know the word of God while you're praying what will you use you know sometimes when you're praying scriptures just keep coming it, it's the Holy Spirit that is giving you the scripture it's not just about praying in tongues praying in unknown language but it's also speaking the scripture that is meant for that particular time praise the Lord Thank you. Let's hear from Sister Francesca. Francesca, is there anybody there? Okay. Oh, we have two people there. And then when they finish. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For me, praying in the spirit is praying the mind of God. It's praying according to the will of God. When you pray in the spirit, you are directly praying the mind of God. It's different from when you pray with a carnal mind. Sometimes when we pray with that carnal mind, we pray amiss. But when you pray in the spirit, you pray more with the mind of God according to his will. Thank you. Put your hands together for her. I would have loved you to try to explain it because what you said is very spiritual. It's the mind and then the spirit. So I don't know what you mean by when you pray. Uh, with your mind, uh, you pray things, but when you pray according to, can you just slightly explain it? Yes. Um, when you pray with our physical mind, most times our focus is on our needs. Mm, when we pray according to the Spirit, sometimes it might not even be that particular need. God might be making us to pray for the most important need. I might be asking for this fan, and God feels, knows that that's not what he wants for me right now. Maybe it's the chair that he wants. So when I pray in the spirit, he takes my attention to pray for the chair. But when I pray as a carnal person, I'll be praying for the fan. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. Let's hear down there. Good evening, church. Good evening. Okay, there's something Pastor Steve said last week in interactive class. He said, not everything that comes out from the mouth is prayer, but what is formed out in the spirit. 
So praying in the spirit is having the conscious will of God, knowing that it's according to the will of God, not just what you want or what you desire, but being aware of God's presence. Thank you. I feel like praying in the Spirit is being led by what the Spirit is saying to you. For instance, let's say I'm praying for a car. I want, I want you to just clap for her because, you know, we are very spiritual. I like this very simple thing that she, <laughs> that she said. Some of you think I'm a very spiritual. I don't know. Just make it primary school for me. Being led by the Spirit in your prayer. So continue with the example. So let's say I'm praying for a car. And then the Holy Spirit lays it on my heart to pray for someone in need at that point in time. To me, that's praying for the guy won't make sense, but my spirit is laying it on my heart, so I should pray for that person. That's what I feel. Thank you. Okay, we have one, two, three. So let's hear him and then Minister Momo and then... Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. I actually appreciate and I really appreciate what the last speaker said. It's true. You know, some of us, there's something that happens some, most times. You know, when I was in, in, incarcerated, I was one, one of the ministers there. Sometimes when I minister, I always tell them that some of us, what we do, it is good to challenge God with his word, just like I said earlier before now. But some of us, this is what we do. I'm just citing an example. Somebody will go to the market, you get rice, raw rice, you get beans, get ingredients, everything. You come to your house, keep it in the kitchen, you just sit down and you say, Jesus, cook the food for me. <laughs> yes. Honestly. Because that, that's why I appreciate what she said as well. Praying our means. You just now you say, Jesus, cook the food for me. When Jesus has given you the, your two hands, to cook the food. Is he everything Jesus will give to you? It's not everything. That, that's just what I understand by this, this um, praying in the spirit that was saying. We'll pray wrong. Mm, mm. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you. Put your hands together for him. Uh, let's have Minister Momo. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope that uh, at the end of this uh, service, uh, it will be very clear because I'm getting more confused now. <laughs> yes. Now, the conventional answer will have been, when you say pray in the spirit, it means speaking in tongues. That's the conventional answer. We are not saying, we are not raising our hands, but we know. <laughs> now, the poster here for me is praying in the spirit and being led by spirit, the spirit to pray. Praying in the spirit and being led. Sometimes you see our men of God on the altar they might have probably put a certain sermon. And midway, the Spirit of God is leading them to a particular direction. They might be led to pray in a certain direction because of diverse need. Or probably God is answering somebody's prayer. That is being led by the Spirit to pray. And now praying pray in the Spirit. And this is a poster for me. And I'm, I'm waiting to, to get an answer. Thank you. One more person. Praise the Lord. Okay, I just want to concur to what she said, that praying in the Spirit 
means being led by the Spirit. Um, the scripture you read, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, said, New um, NIV. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with the growth that words cannot express. So I agree with that, that when the Spirit, when you want to pray, you allow the Spirit to lead you on what to pray. I think that is praying in the Spirit. Thank you. Oh, we have two more people. Okay, it's like I'll take my seat. Then all of us can continue talking, right? <laughs> all right, Sammy and then... Oh, well, let's hear her first. Ladies first, right? And then... Yeah. Wait, I want to believe this is your first time in Bible study. Can you put your hands together for her? So you tell us your name, and then you make your contribution. My name is Kenny. Kenny. Yes, sir. So my contribution to, towards praying in the Spirit, what I understand by praying in the Spirit is accessing to that secret place. Like when you kneel down, when you go on your knee, your spirit, your soul is connected to the presence of God. That is what I understand by praying in the Spirit. Hey! We are spiritual people here. <laughs> All right, Praise sorry. God. Hallelujah. I will see you uh, maintain my stand. Okay. That is so help me bring this scripture back. I, I, I used to have um, against e-books, like three of them, about praying in the spirit. And can I take stand is as long as it's in your understanding, then it's not in the spirit. Let me tell you the physical. Either you are giving a leading by the Holy Spirit or not, and the spiritual. There are two different things. Praise uh -huh. God. Hallelujah. Look at look at it on the screen. He said, "What is in this? Uh, sorry, what in what is the conclusion then? Sorry, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with my." So when is your understanding, regardless if it's, you are led by the Spirit or not, if you understand that I'm praying for a car, I'm praying for a whatever, praying for souls, whatever it is, as long as you know what you are saying, it's not in the Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, now it's scripture. Look at the What is it, the conclusion? I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with Praise the Lord. I think you are not what you are not seeing, Sammy, is that he said with the spirit and not in the spirit. So they mean two different things. All right, let's listen to Ambassador. Well, put your hands together for Sammy. I mean, I like I like that. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, I don't know the answer. <laughs> but I'm confused. And uh, I have a question okay. which I want to ask. Okay. When we come for prayer meetings, when we start prayer meeting, they will tell us, let us pray. Everybody start praying. The person that is directing that prayer, may we, as we have started now, he will say, okay, let everybody pray in spirit. Many of us cannot pray in tongues. Many of us, when they say praying in tongues, some people will be praying their dialect. It's also tongue. <laughs> no, let 
let us be realistic. Allah, have you listened to Minister let, What are your praying tongues? <laughs> Yoruba tongues. Let us, <laughs> let us be realistic and be frank and tell ourselves the truth. Many of us, we have some prayer requests that have been written from home that we bring along to prayer meeting. What now happens to that? That prayer that we want to pray that you have already prayed. I like for. I like your question. Put your hands together for ambassador. Okay, this is the reason why we want to try to make it clearer. I'm going to read what I have here. Sometimes the scripture can be better understood if you know understand the language it was written and exact language and then you interpret it to English, it can help you. So the Greek word translated praying can have several different meanings. It can mean by means of, with the help of, in the sphere of, and in connection to. Praying in can mean with the help of, in the sphere of, in connection to. Praying in the spirit does not necessarily refer to the words we are saying. Praying in the spirit does not necessarily refer to the words we are saying. Rather, it refers to how we are praying. Praying in the spirit is praying, like our little sister said, in according to the spirit's leading. Hallelujah. So, Ambassador, when you write from home and they are leading us in English here, we can also be praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I don't want us to rubbish the fact that when you pray in your intellect, it means that you're not praying in the spirit. You just need to be able to connect in the spirit to know how God will lead you to pray. Not necessarily how your mind leads you to pray. I'll give you an example. We had night video recently and I was supposed to lead a prayer session. And I prepared from home. Everybody will prepare from home what you're supposed to say and everything. When I got here and the senior pastor was leading prayers and teaching, immediately everything I wrote from home was rubbished by the Spirit. Everything. God just told me what to lead us in praying from there and the scriptures to read, different from everything I prepared from home. It happened here. When I finished leading that, those prayers, I made three prayer points and scripture. When I finished and I went down, the senior pastor called me you would have observed. And he showed me his notepad. He was supposed to preach, but you saw how God was moving the, the choir. So the senior pastor did not preach that night. Did you notice he didn't preach? He had his message. But as the spirit was leading, what happened? He just flew with the spirit. He wasn't come and do that thing you planned at home. You just need to connect with the spirit. That's all. Hallelujah. And you see how God will have his way. He connected with the spirit. The spirit is leading these people. Why should I come and show myself? Let me allow the spirit to move. And he allowed the choir to continue. Immediately he finished, he just showed me 
the three points I made, the scriptures I read, he just, he just could not explain it to me. He just carried his pad and showed me. Exactly. He said, the way he's wowing you is the same way he's wowing me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told him, maybe the, Lord, maybe the Lord is asking you to go back and repeat it. He said, no, but you have said it. You have said it. If I had insisted on doing the one I prepared without listening in the spirit, we would have been praying amiss. Do we pray amiss a lot? Oh, oh my God. We do. We pray amiss a lot. All we need to do is listen to the spirit. We need to be very careful. I will do, there are some things I can freely say here that I cannot say, you know. Um, before I came here, we were not very, I was not very organized. Maybe you, some people might say I'm organized. I learned organization and excellence in Grace Assembly. Some of you were not here when I, when I came. But I learned it in Grace Assembly. So, when I, and I have been preaching for years, I have been a Christian for so many years, I don't prepare sermon notes, even if I'm going to preach for two hours, I'll just wait, I'll say, Holy Spirit, you will take control. When he speaks to me, I'll just climb up it and begin to speak. So, it was a fantastic experience for me, that I always depended on God to lead me. He just needs to give me a scripture and that was it. But when we came here, we learned that everything has to be organized. You have to pray, plan, everything, you know. And that's a learning curve for me. So it began to look like to me that I was doing things carnally. To me. But you know that it's not carnal. It's only that my audience is different. I'm coming to an intelligent church, not the village church I was coming from before. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> not the village church I was coming from before, where you can climb up and do anything you like. Eh? Just climb up, just do anything, that, just do and walk away. This one, you have to be very careful. You have to know what you want to say. And it will surprise you that even before we give announcement, we have to prepare like this. So we taught us here. But multimedia will tell you that half of what I wrote down is not what we discuss. Hallelujah. Because when the Spirit takes over, you allow the Holy Spirit to take over. You cannot insist that you must follow your script when the Holy Spirit is leading you. Hallelujah. We must know that praying in the Spirit is praying by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Here is the key difference. In the flesh, we are pushing prayers forward. While in the spirit, we feel caught in the way that the spirit carries our prayer forward. Praying in the spirit is experiencing the spirit of life. Bringing prayer to life. Praying in the spirit is prayer with divine help. It's trusting in faith and relying on God to hear, understand, and act. Therefore, praying in the spirit should be understood 
as spring in the power of the Spirit, by the leading of the Spirit, according to his will, and not necessarily praying in tongues, not necessarily praying in tongues. So we have tried to explain what praying in the Spirit is, how to be led of the Spirit. How can you be sure 100% that the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray. In the scripture that we read, the scripture says, one, we know, we've established that you allow the Holy Spirit to take control. If we do not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, we will not know that. We agree on that, right? If there's no relationship, you are the one that is carrying yourself. The Holy Spirit does not lead, you don't allow the leading. I don't want to say the Holy Spirit because sometimes the Holy Spirit keeps speaking to us. Knocking at our door, knocking at our door, we are, we are not listening. Trying to tell you, don't do this, don't do this, but you've hardened your heart. So the Holy Spirit speaks to us all the time. Sometimes the Holy Spirit wants to lead us, but we're not listening. And the scripture tells us not to quench the Holy Spirit, right? We should allow him to be active in our lives. So we must of necessity learn. And I want to say to you that it's not every carnal thing that you pray for means that you're not praying in the Spirit. There are some carnal things that you need for the advancement of the kingdom. Am I correct? Praise the Lord. The things that we might term as canal, somebody does not have a job, and you are praying for a job. You know, my boss always tells me something. What is the principal thing for you getting a job? What is the principal thing? What is the number one thing? And do you know what you will say if I ask you? Why do you want to get a job? The normal thing we will say is to be able to take care of yourself. To be able to take care of your family. To be able to earn a living. But he taught me, this is my boss, that the principal thing of earning an income is to advance the kingdom. Do we know how we bring that one last? We put it behind. You think that your offering, your gift in the church is from the spare that you have. You think it's from the spare that you have that you will do that. It's not in the priority list. He said, the primary reason for this income is to advance the kingdom. Every other thing comes afterwards. Every other thing comes afterwards. When Pastor Steve taught us, he said that when we pray, what should we pray? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What? Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. When Jesus was coming to earth, what was his message? Do you remember? The kingdom. The kingdom. He came to preach teaching them about the kingdom. All the parables he was giving, what was the parable about? The kingdom. Why are you looking for that job? Why are you so interested in that business? Why is it that you look at Microsoft, you look at Google, you look at MTN, you look at all those, and your desire is to, oh, how I wish I can work there. Is it not easy not to improve our lifestyle? 
is it not to improve our lifestyle? How many of us think is to improve the kingdom? How many of us think that? He told me, I'm talking of my boss in the office, that as long as we focus on advancing the kingdom, making profit in this business, forget about it. Don't be worried that you are losing money. Don't be worried and say, oh, if I do like this, do like this. It's not your permutation and combination that advances your business. It is your focus. It is your focus. Seems like I've deviated a little bit. But the point is that when we are praying, just tell your mind what you are looking for. <laughs> some of us, you know what is raining now? Everybody wants to travel abroad. What is it? You know, and some people will tell me it's for, your, it's for my kids. It's not necessarily for me. It's for my kids. It's for my family. It's for my kids. I was saying, is that how my father thought about me like this? Hallelujah. And I ended up in, in Shasha Primary School. <laughs> is, that how, is that how my father thought about me? Eh? For my kids, for your family. I will do my best for my children. Don't get me wrong. I will do my best for them. I will give them what I could not get. Praise the Lord. I will do my best for them. But you cannot sacrifice the kingdom for anything else. When the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. What did the Bible say? All these things. Not every other thing. Everybody will say every other thing. All these things shall be added to you. And he mentioned two things. Only two things. So in case of all of us that is saying every other thing. You want to read the scripture and be sure what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. If you read the context, you say the scripture was talking about two things. Where you will sleep and the clothes you wear. Oh, Barry. <laughs> you want us to read what you wear and then where you will sleep? Huh? Did food, did the scripture say food there? <laughs> okay, some of you wonder what you will eat and what you wear. Okay, so it's what you eat and what you wear. It doesn't even care about where you sleep. So. <laughs> Hallelujah. But seek it first. His kingdom and his righteousness and all these things. So the question is, what things is he talking about? He mentioned two things in the beginning. And it's what you will eat and what you will wear. Anyway, so um, one of the things that I, the point I was trying to make is, how do we then know how we are praying when we are praying in the spirit? I said we must first of all have a relationship with the Spirit. The relationship with the Spirit will teach us that our primary focus will be to advance the kingdom. And now where we read in Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says that we know not what to pray for, but the Spirit himself prays with groans that words cannot Express on behalf of us with unspeakable yearnings and groanings, too deep for words. So, what Sam was trying to explain to us when the Bible said, 
We pray with our mind and we pray with our spirit. How do you pray with your spirit? How you pray with your spirit, it is through speaking in tongues. And I must say here that speaking in tongues is one of the most effective ways of praying in the spirit. Minister. Praise the Lord. Honestly, it's getting very clearer. Now, we're discussing uh, praying the Spirit, and uh, we know that the Holy Spirit will not will speak. So, just as I was listening, God is saying, praying in the Spirit, like, it took me back to my normal uh, morning prayer. You start praying, like, the way most of us do. You start praying, you are set out what you want to pray for based on your needs. But I know that at a particular point in time, we begin to switch. Sometimes you start praying and you begin to sing. Sometimes you start praying, you begin to speak in tongues. So, speak, praying the Holy Spirit looks like a visitation. When you start your prayers, you, you, you give thanks to God for giving us you, 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 The next thing you invite Holy Spirit. At that point in time, you begin to pray for your needs. As you are doing that, because sometimes we don't even know, I don't know how many of us just start praying and we just set up to pray and we begin to speak in tongues immediately. We hardly do. We speak in tongues at a certain time of our prayer. Sometimes we turn into a song. Sometimes you say, you, something tells you that just begin to thank God. Sometimes begin to worship God. Sometimes we begin to, like some, some people even start crying. Some we, we roll on the floor. All these are just praying the spirit. Because there's a visitation, because you are going to do, because you don't even know why God say roll on the floor. You don't know why he's saying, thank me. But it's beginning to come in gradually, gradually, gradually. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for him. Okay, Minister Omotayo. You know, at times, in our prayer life, we are moved with emotions. You know, for example, now, you need money. And then, you now say Jesus. You just realize that all the prayer points, even that spirit that you, the listening to the Holy Spirit, it will be hard to actually hear the Holy Spirit. Your need will become so loud that, I don't know, if something is really paining you, something like your landlord is at home, and you want to, oh my back, it will just come with cry. And so for me, at times, I think emotion have a way of of overwhelming our mind and our spirit that till when we actually get clearer emotion you know there are times you can just be in the place of prayer you just realize that you are crying do you understand but till you feel after feeling okay I've cried I think I can't cry again you can then say okay Okay, but for me, I feel emotion a lot of time always override even the spirit. That is just thank you, thank you. So, what Minister Tobe was trying to explain to us sometimes when you are in the spirit and he's carrying you and you are crying, now it might not be the spirit, though, it might just be the fact that you remember that your landlord is there and he's asking you for rent. <laughs> you know, you see, I think we need to come up to the point where we will allow ourselves to die. 
we need to come up to the point where we will allow ourselves to die. When I was in school, I started a prayer group. We called ourselves the waiters. The waiters. The concept of that was that, you know when you go to a restaurant, there are some people that are waiting tables there, right? They'll come to you and they, they are waiters. They ask you for what you want and they try to serve you what you want. And I told this group that we are going to be waiters in God's kingdom. Do you, and you see those waiters, they don't do any, they, they carry that menu, but it's never for themselves. They carry that menu, it is never for themselves. It is always to please the person that came there. So I said, this prayer will never be for ourselves. This prayer group, never for ourselves, but for others and for the kingdom. And it's not a very easy thing. Because most of the times, what the world is focused on is praying for yourselves. How it will be well with you. How it will be this with you. How it will be that with you. How you will prosper. How you will do that. That's what we are praying for. Can you spend that much time and be praying for ambassador? Or be praying for Mrs. Undo? Or be praying, can you spend that energy? Do you know the energy with which you pray for yourself? To pray for somebody they had. If they had. Because you say, if they preach me for but I mean no as if they do me. Now, so you can pray with all persons, but you don't know as if they do the person. Let's allow our flesh to die. And my concept is that when we take God's kingdom and God's people to heart like this, automatically for me, God takes care of me. Hallelujah. I want us to read 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 to 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 11 to 12. He says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. And then in verse, chapter 14, verse 2. Chapter 14 and verse 2. He said, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks miseries. Can you give me that in contemporary English version? 14 verse 2 in C, he says, If you speak languages that others don't know, God will understand what you are saying. Though no one else will know what you mean, you will be talking about mysteries that only the Spirit understands. So he says that when you are speaking in tongues, nobody understands you. Or you are speaking mysteries to God. The initial chapter we read says that no one understands a man, except the spirit of the man. And no one understands God except the spirit of God. And what has God done to this spirit? He has given it to us. Now, how do we utilize the spirit in praying? Is by praying in tongues. Hallelujah. Now, if you understand my message clearly, I have not said that praying in the spirit is praying in tongues. I'm saying one of the most effective ways of praying in the spirit is praying in tongues. 
Praying in tongues means that your spirit is praying. And your spirit is praying exactly what the mind of God is. The scripture says if you want to understand, you can ask God for understanding. So many people pray in the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues and they understand what they are saying. Many of us don't. Hallelujah. We must of necessity build the habit of praying with the Spirit, praying in tongues constantly. Paul said in verse 15 of chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, he said, I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit. I will also sing with my mind. We cannot do one and leave the other. So, if you have not endowed, you are not endowed with the ability to pray in tongues, please, I'd like you to ask because you, you don't know what your... I'll give you an example. I've said this in Jesus Academy before. When I just newly got born again and I was trying to spend more time in God's presence, I... I said I was going to pray for hours that day. I know when you take that kind of decision, you ask yourself, why? My motive was just to be able to say I prayed for hours. Hallelujah. As spiritual as it, it is, it was then. What was my motive? Was my motive necessarily to spend time in God's presence? No. My, my motive was just to be able to say I spent seven hours in God's presence. So I went. I started praying. Ah, brother, I sang all the songs, oh, Holy Ghost, fire, fire, follow me. I prayed all the worship, said everything, prayed all the tongues. By the time I finished, hey, I checked the time, 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm not joking, 15 minutes, 15. <laughs> I said, I sang all the songs I knew. All. Did all the worship. Prayed all the tongues. Everything. 15 minutes. Hey, Jesus Christ. Why? I was praying carnally. Did I speak in tongues? I spoke in tongues. Was I praying in the spirit? <laughs> Did I speak in tongues? Yes. Was I praying by the leading of the Holy Spirit? No. I was not in the Spirit. I was totally in the flesh. So you can speak in tongues. And my brother, you are as carnal as that Aburu. Aburu, go on, go on. You are as carnal as him. With all your tongues, you are babbling, blabbing. Have I confused you? No. Please, I just hope not. I hope I have not confused us. We must have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that we might be able to pray God's mind with the Spirit, which is why praying in tongues is very effective. You will pray for things you don't know. One day, I was in my room. And I was praying. Back in school. Praying and then I started to. Um, got the impression to begin to speak in tongues. I began to pray in tongues. And prayed for a while. After I finished praying I went to school. 
By the time I got to school, I met one of our brothers. He said, oh, where have you been? I was the president of a fellowship then. Where have you been? We've been looking for you. Ah, we've checked everywhere. I was at home. He said, there's a brother that urgently needed deliverance. You know, these days, most times, sisters that need deliverance. Yeah, the brother that need, urgently needed deliverance. But we didn't see you, so we had to pray for him. I had to pray for him alone. And I was praying for him. He became so violent. And he wanted to attack me. And as he wanted to attack me, something took over him. He said he observed it because he knew that what took over that brother was not from his own prayer. So I now asked him, what time did this happen? What was the exact time? He said it was around so-so-so time. It was the exact same time I was praying. And the Holy Spirit said, you need to pray in this direction. I began to pray in tongues. So I was not with him physically, but I was praying deliverance for the brother without knowing that I was making that prayer. Hallelujah. If it were not so, God would not have brought that news to me. The Bible says we pray mysteries to God. We pray directly to God. We are not considering whether your, your ceiling is blocking your prayer or whatever is happening. As long as you pray in the Holy Spirit and you pray fervently in tongues, which is why I would rather pray with the Spirit than pray with my mind. Paul said that this thing I'm saying to you might look like I'm talking against praying in the Holy Spirit. But no, I speak in tongue more than all of you. Hallelujah. I speak in tongues more than all of you. The essence is that we must begin to imbibe that habit of praying in tongues. When you allow the Spirit to pray, and I did eventually, the Holy Spirit took over and I prayed in tongues, you will not imagine how many hours you can spend. Time will be of no essence to you when you begin to pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Praying in other tongues is praying as the Spirit gives utterance. It is spirit-directed praying, and it eliminates the possibility of selfishness in our prayer. When you are praying in the spirit, when you are praying in tongues, you don't have to worry anymore about whether what you are praying is, has some carnality in it. You won't have to worry. And I can show you that God has helped my life over the years. There's hardly anything that I want, that I have to pray about. I'm not saying this so that you go and try it. Please don't try it. If you know what your need is, you can pray to God for your need. But I hardly pray to God about my need. I, I honestly cannot remember if I do. I honestly cannot remember. Because I just want to worship God in his presence. Worship him, bless him, and pray in the Holy Ghost. Or with the Holy Spirit. What are the, some of the benefits of praying in the Holy Spirit? Jude verse 20. Jude verse 20. Multimedia, are you there? <laughs> See, the multimedia is in spirit. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, 
you are building up your faith more and more. Your faith gets built up. You don't begin to worry about uh, whether God is going to answer your prayer. I know Pastor Steve was telling us how most of the times we pray a lot of prayer and the fact that the prayer is not answered because the prayer was not offered in faith. And in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, the scripture says that, uh, Ephesians 6 verse 18, can you help us with that? Ephesians 6 18. We've read it before. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. When you're praying, sometimes when somebody say pray for me, sometimes you don't know what to pray. You are praying for his family. You are praying for, there could be a very specific need that, that he has. And the Holy Spirit leading you to pray. You can pray. And if you're not sure, you can also pray with the Holy Spirit. And that means speak in tongues. And the Holy Spirit will help us. It also helps us not to pray amiss. If we are in the spirit, we also not pray amiss. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, the Bible said that when we speak in tongues, we are not speaking to man. We are speaking to God because uh, we speak mysteries to God because no one can understand us. And 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and verse 4, the Bible says, He who speaks in tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Sometimes, uh, Minister Motaya was trying to explain to us that we, have, well, we are human beings, so we are controlled by our emotions. And sometimes we need edification. You need to be comforted. Edifying is being lifted up, being comforted. One of the best ways to comfort yourself is not wait for somebody to come and start using scripture and console you and console you. One of the best ways is to begin to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. If you have not tried it before, anytime you feel downcast, you feel down, your spirit is down, you are very angry, you lost a business, you lost something, just begin to speak in tongues. You see how supernatural joy will fill your heart. Hallelujah. I would like us to rise. I'd like us to begin to speak to God now. What have we been doing in our prayer life? We pray every day. How have we been praying? How have you been talking to God? I think the question should be, are we filled in the Holy Spirit? Before you can even pray in the Spirit, you need to be filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm not saying, do you have a measure of the Holy Spirit? When you get born again, the Holy Spirit walks into your life. But when you are filled, baptized in the Holy Spirit, your life is filled to the overflowing. Such that it's no longer your flesh that lives, but the Spirit that controls you. The Bible says just the way you see the wind comes and goes. And you know not when it comes and where it goes. So are they that are filled or born of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit controls your every being. I want us to begin to speak to the Lord now and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Fill you. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you because we know that your spirit is here. Thank you because we know the Holy Ghost is here. Thank you because we know that you are saturating this atmosphere with your spirit. 
I'd like you to begin, Lord, begin to visit every one of us. Let the flesh die. 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 Let the manifestation of the Holy Spirit arise on the inside of us. Cause, O oh God, that our lips open, that our eyes cease, that our ears hear, because your Holy Spirit is filling us. Thank you because we shall no longer walk as men, men. Thank you because we shall be led by the Holy Spirit. Father, let the Holy Spirit fill this place. Let the Holy Spirit fill this house. Thank you because, Lord, we know you have heard us. Every day of our lives, the manifestation of your spirit will reign in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name because we know you've heard us, Lord. In Jesus' master's name we've prayed. If you're happy, can you put your hands together for the Lord?